which you date me a podcast where me Nicole Byer is trying to explore the themes of love because it's still a mystery as to why I'm single and I don't know if I'll ever figure it out. My guest today is a comedian, actor, renowned impressionist that you have seen on Saturday Night Live. You can hear him on a variety of animated series like Family Guy, Bojack Horseman, American Dad. His new movie, The Blackening, is now playing in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. The voice you're hearing is Jay Farrow. Hello. Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry if that didn't live up to the expectations of the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I just came in. I'm like, yo, no, it's fine. you're like, like it's the greatest. You wait till you hear this voice. I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm in the building. What's happening? You are here. Jay, how are you? I'm good. I can't be playing walking slow, drinking cold water, whatever the hell that means. You know how them Southern guys just give those little little little, little phrases that really mean nothing. <laughs> so, I'm good. I'm walking slow. I'm drinking cold water. You know, <laughs> things is going all right hell here yeah. in my neck of the woods. Hell yeah. How about yourself? How are you? Pretty good. Um, th- we're recording this in May. There's a writer's strike, and it feels wild because SAG-AFTRA has also maybe authorized uh, a strike, and the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, they might authorize a strike. You know, it's fun being a business right now. Everything is on fire right now. You just trying to figure out which ones can you uh, <laughs> sit around and put your hands up to get warm. That's really that's pretty what you that's pretty much what you're trying to figure out. But, um, you know, luckily, luckily, you know, you have uh, you have stand up and I have I got stand up as well. And I'm doing so I'm on the road Mm -hmm. performing. So not not fully unemployed. You know what I'm saying? Still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not fully unemployed. Partially. uh, Partially. It is strange to during the week be like okay what am i doing and then on the weekends like okay well i know what i'm doing on the weekend but uh there's no set you want me to go to there's no lines you want me to learn you don't want me to hit no marks i don't have no so no auditions this week because y'all literally sent me five (laughs) auditions in a day and you told me at 12 a.m that i had to have them done by eight o'clock in the morning so i have none of that okay cool work I guess okay. I'll just uh right. I guess I'll go smoke this bowl and jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I'll just waste my time hey. just flicking my bean and fingering myself until we get a, a good deal. Hey, look, Abbott would be pissed off at me. I've killed so many of my children. There's so many. <laughs> so many have come out. Just <laughs> Goodbye. Bi- mi- billions. Uh, billions of billions. them. Billions. You say like with a lady. It's like it's just like one or you know a couple or it depends on how frequent yeah. how, how much she frequents the D. But for me, sure. every time I'm blasting out billions, I have literally killed no, dinosaur numbers of children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I don't want them, so I'm I'm for that. Kill them before they find an egg. You don't want them, so so put them in a napkin and flush them down the toilet. That's how we. That's our motto. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a motto. Put them in a napkin. I love it's a napkin and not a sock or yeah, something. Gotta be You're like I'm not nasty. Yeah, come on now, from the I birds. gotta dispose of this shit. Hey, hey, I jerk, I jerk pinkies <laughs> up. What are we talking about, Nicole? I jerk pinkies up. I'm from the burbs. I'm from the suburbs, so I'm a little more classy you know? than that. You know. <laughs> Honestly, 
I would pay good money to see a porn of somebody jerking off with a pinky up, being like, oh, oh, I'm about to come, Ooh, and then I'll have my afternoon tea. I shall spew it <laughs> everywhere, all over everyone's orifices. That's my, that, that's what I imagined the, the guy would sound like. That's that's my suburban. I'm here with <laughs> it. So you, you tour. Absolutely. Do you have chuckle fuckers? What is chuckle fucker? A chuckle fucker is a person who is chasing... Uh, a funny person who after a show is sitting at the bar being like, oh my God, those jokes you told were just like so funny and like I really got them. And I think I think you like understand me. If you want to like come back to my place, I can show you a good time. Oh yeah, you made, yeah, people that come to your shows and try to use and try to use that as a means to hang out, go to the next spot. And then in their minds, hopefully getting you to their bedroom for consummation, consummation. For consummation. Yes. Consummation sounds way better. But consummation. <laughs> yes, yes, I do have there's there's a lot of them and a lot of them are uh well, no, it's it's everybody. It's it's black women, white women, Asian women, Latino mm-hmm. women, whatever's left. Like there's just a lot, there's just a lot that comes up. So yeah, they try to use it, but I am not Nicole. I don't really, I don't smash my fan, Joe. Like I don't like after a show. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like yeah, let's go get somewhere. Like there's nothing sexier to me than going to my bed alone and sleeping. That is the sexiest <laughs> shit ever. I get to sleep alone. I don't have to entertain this random person that only eats flame of hot Cheetos and watches Euphoria. <laughs> Jesus, this is a great night for me. Holy shit. I don't have to put any work in. I sweat a lot. I don't have to excrete extra sweat. Oh, man, what? Oh, that that alone made me climax. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Speaking of climaxing. Okay. You have to see me. And Nicole, I'm a freak. You know, I've got pray for me. This is, this is, I represent okay. this, but he knows what he, yes. he knows what. The Lord knows the truth. He knows what I am. Okay. So. Okay. Hey, I'll whip it out. It, I'll whip it out anywhere. Not not designer levels of whipping it out on the plane. I won't do that. Trust me. I have a little bit more um, okay. reserve. But thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I, I'll whip it out at places like my parents' house. Like you know, it, it was cool when you was living there. But now that you were growing up, it's kind of weird. It's not weird for me. Uh, not weird at all. I, I'll whip it out. Uh, I, I'll do it. But I'll try to mask it. Like I try to mask my climax with a sneeze. You ever try to mask your climax with a sneeze before? No. It kind of sounds like this. All right, here, here goes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and then my mom's like, "Bless you." I'm like, "Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea what on earth you are blessing, Mama." Mama, you are blessing, you are blessing the nut. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Your mom just thinks you have really bad allergies and you're just coming all the time. Been sneezing loud all my life. People think I just do it because I'm sneezing loud. No bitches. I'm doing it because I'm covering up, covering up what I'm really doing. <laughs> um, so are you are you single? Right now, um, I am not married. Are you dating? I'm def. I'm I'm dating. I'm dating. I'm not. I'm not married. But um, you know, I am dating, and I'm I'm super particular. Um, you know, because okay. you know, I I've thought that I had the the one. You're gonna say uh, to everybody listening to this podcast, you're gonna say you found mm-hmm. the one at least six or seven times before you get it right. At least six or seven times. That seventh eighth. I buy that. Yeah, about that seventh eighth. It's like all right, I've been here. 
Okay, bottom, 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 seven, eight times, you're just like, okay, whatever's left, I'll take it. Like, like that's how you feel. That's, a, <laughs> that's how you feel. Because it is such, it, it's not an easy, uh, it, it is definitely not an easy platform out here, uh, environment, dating. It's really not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everybody, nobody is, everybody is disingenuous. People are being spurious with everything. No, nobody wants to keep mm-hmm. it 100 with you. So, you know, uh <laughs> I got to say, when this robot revolution takes over, some of y'all might be out of a job. I'm just I'm just letting you know, shoot, well, you can you can satisfy me and you can cook and clean shit. I'm marrying Rosie from Jess's. Forget you. Rosie the robot? Rosie you the trying robot. to get yourself a Rosie? Hell yeah, I'm trying to get a Rosie, man. Doesn't complain, doesn't ask me a million questions while we trying to watch the game. Like, who is this? Who is that? I'm like, you should know this already. You should know this. I'm not gonna explain this to you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep up because I'm confused as well. I only chime in during playoffs. <laughs> okay, I chime in during the playoffs. So stop asking me all these damn questions, please. Get up. Now you could just power Rosie down when the game is on. Turn her right back on yep. and be like, "Clean up these fucking chips." Clean up these chips, and then after you finish, at the end of the night, slide that bit right under the bed like ain't nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad you don't even let Rosie in the bed. Nah, yeah, just you said you gonna slide her under the slide bed. Slide her under the bed. Goodbye, Rosie. She'll be up tomorrow. She'll be up tomorrow. <laughs> she gotta work again. She'll be up. <laughs> um, after you got notoriety, like yeah. S- you got SNL in 2009? 2010. 2010. Uh, did the amount of women in your DMs or throwing themselves at you, did that change? Oh, of course. It was, it was, virtually, it was virtually none at first. And then I was... Mm-hmm. I was a nobody. I was working at Burlington Co Factory. Like people had seen me. Of course, Charlie Murphy took me on a road one when I was nineteen. But yeah, mm-hmm. they they hadn't. SNL was like that first burst of whatever. Like of course, when I did BET before that, you know, I did uh, the package and um, another thing up there called Spring Bling. You remember Spring Bling back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I hosted. I hosted that 2010. You hosted year. it. Yeah. Okay. So I saw Chris Brown, Yo Gotti, Young Jock, before, mm-hmm. Young Jock before the perm. You know, he got the anti perm now. He got the he got the flip. You know. <laughs> like he looked like your your favorite Southern aunt. Like you know what I mean. Like it looks mm-hmm. like his swagger comes with a mm-hmm. like it looks like that's <laughs> that's what happens. But uh-huh. before that, yeah, they weren't. I, of course, a couple of ladies were like, "Yo, you cute or whatever," but it wasn't to the uh, to the numbers of, of folks uh, hitting me up uh, in the DMs after I premiered on the show. I debuted mm-hmm. on the show. You know, it was it was crazy. But I was in a relationship uh, for four years. Uh, my first four years, damn near on the show. So I wasn't even looking at anybody. Well, not mm-hmm. not to summer 2013. That's another story. I just uh, you know. Oh. What happened in the summer of 2013? <laughs> in the summer of 2013, I looked up. That's what happened. I looked up like this. I didn't look. I, <laughs> at first, it's like you hold your head down like this when you're in a relationship because, you know, you feel like mm-hmm. a dog. You feel like a dog. It's like bad boy. You're like, all right, I'm not looking. I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking in that. But when, uh-huh. <laughs> but when you get, when that leash, when that leash come loose and then you can start tapping, you start Walking around like this, when you can, when you see a dog, when he goes like this, he's looking at the world. He can uh-huh. see everything. If he's just going like this, he ain't seeing shit. But like this, I saw all the WAP in the world. It was just a new WAPy world I saw, <laughs> and I was like, I did not know you made all of this WAP, Jesus. This WAP was—is this for me? Like Hallelujah, are you blessing me to have this WAP? You know what I mean? I, and, and let me say this too. At first, I thought WAP meant wheelchair accessible parking. My ignorant ass. 
But it, sure doesn't. it does not. Because my grandmama told me she had one. And I was like, yo, son, yeah. I was like, yo, she was like, I got a wop a wheelchair set for parking. I was like, that's not what it means. I said, grandma. That's not what it means, grandma. I said, Gertrude, it means this. She was like, oh, well, touche. I got that two for two. <laughs> I said, Lord Jesus, this is crazy. My grandma just told me she got a wop. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. <laughs> I wish she did. That would be so funny oh if she said, gosh. I got two for two. <laughs> it's funny that you say that you were looking down because you were in a relationship and on a leash and then like looked up and you were like, oh, there's a whole world that I'm not exploring. Honestly, it sounds like you got out of a very toxic relationship. It was like, okay, all right. I, I feel like she didn't understand how toxic she was making it for me. But, mm-hmm. you know, in retrospect, when you look back, like, of course, I still like I, like she's great. I love her, whatever. You know, we're still cool. Mm-hmm. We're still you cool just, to this You day. all didn't work together. We didn't work. At, and that's OK. We didn't work. And look, sometimes you don't work with people at the time because, you know, your mindsets are different. But, you know, the money and uh, the entity was Jay Farrow. And it was like, mm-hmm. if, if you're going to. If you're causing me problems every week, if you're if you're making up scenarios just so we can fight and have something to talk about, well, that ain't a that's not helping me write my skits and sketches. You know what I mean? Like I'm No, it's like I don't want material like that. I don't want to fight with you to then try to turn it into something funny. But I will tell you something. When we broke, when we went, we went on a break and then finally decimated whatever the end end of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But I did write a sketch based off of me and her prop me and her uh her problems. Uh what does my girl say? That was all based off of that was based off of me and her. Like, who that, who that, who that mm-hmm. bitch? Like, that was me imitating her. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kerry Washington did it. L- luckily, luckily, she came in and she smashed it. But And, and that, that saved my job. Ultimately, what was boiling up and what would have happened, a, ex, a swift exodus from the job if I would have been even more stressed out, that stress of breaking up in that situation caused the diamond to come out of it and it really saved my SNL career which is crazy mm-hmm. so that is pretty wild that like I mean I just said it's like you don't want to fight with someone for material but then like when it does happen and it's magical you're like all right maybe I was supposed to be here maybe this shit was supposed to happen maybe I was supposed to feel bad for a little bit so then I could have this like hugely successful sketch and Absolutely. like have people be like oh shit like this person's really fucking killing it or whatever yeah life works in such a weird fucked up way yeah lord works in mysterious ways and uh look he's he's that's not the only time he saved me in a situation I'll tell you this Y'all might not bang with Donald Trump. And listen, I don't bang with all this stuff either. But the relationship that I had in 2017 with the travel ban, when because she was from another country and she kept going back and mm-hmm. forth and she kept trying. And she one time she tried to enter the country for the last time and they were like, nah, you can't. She was hitting me up crying. Hey, I can't get into the country, all of that. I was like, oh, sorry about that, but. Make America great again. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> I didn't know where the fuck that story was going. I, know I was you like, didn't. where is this going with Donald Trump? But honestly, if you don't do that bit on stage, like that's that's really funny. It's just like, I don't like the man, but he kept this woman away from me. So okay. hey, look, when he did that, I, just, I was like, I had to I had to go, <laughs> hey, freedom crowd boys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. So- <laughs> When when was your first relationship? Were you 
a late bloomer, an early bloomer? What what kind of bloomer was you? I was an early bloomer, and then I had a drought for like uh, okay. I had a drought for like ten years. Yeah. So like I had a girlfriend when I was five years old, and then I had another one. Five. Yeah, and then I had another one at six, and then it was just like okay, you can't get no more coochie. And it was like, no coochie for seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I wasn't getting coochie anyway because I was a kid. I couldn't get it up, but oh yeah, well. Yeah, you were five. All right, well, eight, well, three years later, <laughs> hello. Anyway, so um, eight, eight years old. That's when I got my first erect. Crazy, wow. Um, all right, so um, it was a drought. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm not joking. Uh-huh. I'm dead ass. Okay. It was a drought from, uh, from six to 16. And then when I was 16... <laughs> <laughs> I love that you say a drought. It's like, man, he was just growing up. No, nah, man, no. Nah, no drought. Like, yo, but the I would say this, but the ladies, like, they liked me earlier. Like, like uh-huh. earlier, like I was, I was getting, I was getting attention. Like they was calling me like little Will Smith. Like I look, I had my little box. Like I, I used to look like Will Smith back in the day. <laughs> uh-huh. I had my box. I had my LA gear pump-ups. I had my BK Knights. I had my overalls <laughs> and my little, you know, my little part and my, my little kid and play part. So I was, you know what I mean? I was, mm-hmm. I, the, yo, the, the teachers was on me. You know what I'm saying? So what do you expect? You know, so <laughs> I like, you see what I did there? It wasn't the teachers. I'm joking. It was not the teachers. Shout out to Miss okay. Butler. Oh As- my God. She was so bad. <laughs> I had a crush on her. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Okay, so uh-huh. it was I gained I gained mad weight when I was six years old, and um, I think that really had to do with it. Like I was just I just became super insecure, and I wasn't as confident as I was when I was younger. And that confidence didn't come back until I was um, until I lost like uh, seventy five pounds in four months uh, my senior year, and I, w- I was one seventy I was like two fifty on with the one seventy five, mm-hmm. and then it was just it was back on. But I got my first kiss. A uh, big pop up, my first kiss as a big pop up when I was sixteen years old. <laughs> uh huh. That that situation didn't last because I was a bitch. That's why I didn't last. <laughs> In retrospect, <Okay. laughs> no, nah, like like I was really I I was I was a real caring like gentleman, all of that. Like really would you uh-huh. know? I was a type. I'll give you flowers. I write like little nice messages. They, women, they ain't what they they ain't like that. So they don't like that soft shit. So <laughs> some do. So okay, some do, but yeah, that's after that's after she gets fucked over like 20 times. And then she'll go for that guy. She'll go for that dude that's like uh-huh. nice and sincere. She's like, oh, after oh, after I've been, oh, after the miles are ran, that's when I'm ready to give you the used car. And then, you know, that's when uh-huh. <laughs> you know the what used I'm, car. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to give you the used car. <laughs> so so like you know girls don't they don't appreciate that until later in life but mm-hmm. i had all of those qualities of a of a 45 30 39 year old good husband at, at an mm-hmm. early age like at like eight and seven and stuff i was just thinking like that i was really thoughtful so uh yeah i was a bitch in other words and she <laughs> And I called too much. Like, I got a number. And I remember, I was so, I don't know why, because I was so excited. I had never, I had never got a George number before like that. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I would call up five minutes, hang up, call back, another five. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah, you, you can't so. be doing that. Yeah, you, you bugging the, you yeah. bugging the jaws. So I, but I didn't, I didn't know, because I didn't, 
it was all new to me. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. you be lucky if I hit your ass. Ha! You be lucky if I hit your ass up every other day. You be lucky. No, you got Rosie the robot under the bed. You don't need to call nobody. Got, got Rosie the got, <laughs> got her and got it got all of the Sailor Moons up in. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, man. We, we, all of the Sailor we Moons. Sailor Mercury. Sailor Mars. Mars, right. Mars. Sailor Jupiter. Okay. We um, know that's just another word for porn stars. Come on. Okay. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I'm just joking. So when you lost weight, do you think you got more confident? Because you said when you were heavier, you you weren't confident. Nah, not at all. So you lost it, gained a little confidence. Yep, and started, and the cycle started over again. Like the cycle start like 17, 17 to eight, seventeen to eighteen. I remember because when I was eighteen, I got a, I got another relationship with this girl who was a blood and a stripper. God, God, oh my God! And she didn't tell me that till three months into the relationship. But I was I was such a punk. I was like, okay, it was MySpace, man. It was MySpace. You got to stay away from mm-hmm. no MySpace pages. But um, I was getting so many numbers. But I was just, it's just, it, it's just because I was going up and talking to people. The aesthetic, like I was still, I still look this, I still look the same. I was just skinnier, mm-hmm. and it was just the confidence level was boosted. That's all. I probably could have done the same thing. When I was heavier, heavier. When I had the same results, but but you just didn't have the confidence. I had the confidence. So it's just confidence is is the thing that that drives the world. If you look, if you look like you look like somebody, you act like somebody, you talk like you're somebody, you you uh you, you carry yourself in a certain way. It's like people will naturally flock to that. That's just that's what mm-hmm. it's all about. You know, I agree with that. Because I think a lot of people get caught up in what they look like, but yep. it's like, it's just truly how you fucking present yourself. If you, like, it's like the fake it till you make it type mentality. It's like, look however you want to look, but also you can look the way you want to look. You just got to work on it or whatever. Yeah. But also you can be a heavier person and have confidence. Like, that does exist. Absolutely. Um, Real quick, Jay, we have to take a break. Beep-bop, boop-bop, boop we're back. Okay, let me ask you this. When did you discover, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure this is a question you've answered a hundred times and you might be sick of answering it, but I'm going to ask anyway. When, what? What was my first, what? wait, 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 no, 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 no. What was, if, what was the question? What's, what's the question? No, 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 no. I want you to ask, ask what you think I'm going to ask. I thought you were going to ask me when, when did I discover that I had the knack for impressions? Is that is that when you? Yep. Six. Yep. It is. Six it, years okay. old. But, uh, <laughs> it's an annoying question, no. but like impressions are hard. Listen, I, I will say this, okay? And I've learned as I've gotten older. First of all, you know, you could do something two million times, right? Two million people, mm-hmm. two million people could have seen it, but there's still like 98 million people who haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about statistically, if 2 million people have seen something that you have done, then you still have what? 8.8 bill 8.8 billion people to market to, you know what I'm saying? Like like that. 200 million people I'm see I'm not you. a scientist. No, no, no. I don't know. There's a lot numbers. of people. No, I'm kidding. I get it. <laughs> but it's, yeah, like, like, there's... it's like eight or nine. Isn't it like nine billion people here? Or eight, eight, 8.9 billion people? Something like, something like that. 
Too many. It's crowded. Yeah, shit. Yeah, look, happened during COVID. It was a lot of COVID babies. A lot of people. Wasn't nothing to do but drinking. A lot of people. Nothing uh-huh. to do but drinking. Oh, and smash. Yeah, Make I, them babies. I, I would have said smash because you know I've because you know YouTube has definitely taken my 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 mouth and flipped it. <laughs> you can't even say that. I on TikTok, Nicole. I just crossed, and they about to take TikTok. You bastards. I just crossed a million followers <laughs> on TikTok. And now they're talking about taking it away. But I can't even say half of the things that I could say freely up there. You say, if you say Negro, they'll take the stuff that, oh, that can't sound too really? much like the N-word. Yeah. You can't say, you can't say the N-word up there. It's certain. Huh. They just take little, they they take certain parts of speech, but then they'll let you say, oh, but I got a good pussy. <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I don't understand that it. Is- Interesting. I guess maybe it's because like the algorithm can't tell who's saying what word. Right. But then if you say you got good pussy, that's okay. So right. I guess I kind of get it, but also it feels like it is uh, stifling black people's free speech. Absolutely. Uh, it just it feels like another gate for us to cross. Like it's, they're trying to block yeah, it's us. Gatekeeping. It's us. Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to block yeah. us. But back to back to the original topic because I know we both probably have squirts of squirts. Spritz of ADD or ADHD. <laughs> um, I do. I have very bad ADHD. Me too. Me too. But I'm. I, but I can get back. I'm a functioning. I'm a functioning person mm-hmm. with ADD. Functional ADD head or ADHD, whichever one you want to choose. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's all under the same umbrella. But you realize that somebody could always be seeing what you're doing for the first time, and when that person or those group of people could see it or they see it. Those could be your fans for life. So I'm not, I would be, I would be remiss if I don't, if I don't do, if I don't do what people, they have known me to do, but to give them a little extra in that, I'll definitely, I'll definitely give them extra. There's a lot of the critique now. It ain't even a critique, but it's a, well, it's just what they say. They say, I didn't even, we didn't even know. We were just expecting you to just to just do impression. We didn't know that you, your comedy is, your jokes and your comedy are great. Like mm-hmm. they're, but I have, I have worked on, I had to work on that shit. So being an impressionist starting out from the age of six, like, uh, like who else was an impressionist early on? Like your Eddie Murphy's, like Jim Carrey's and all of that. You just, you pick up a lot of, you pick up a lot of characters because you know, you're observant. You, you pay attention to the world. So it was, it was Gilbert Godfrey, and then it was uh, uh 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 it was half of Robin Williams, and it was Sally Field, and it was uh mm-hmm. uh, uh um uh, uh um Tom Hanks and um a Forrest Gump. Well, I'll say Forrest Gump. I did a Forrest Gump impression, not Tom Hanks, but just Forrest Gump. And then it was uh cartoon Looney Tunes. It was uh, Ed Ed and Eddie. And then uh uh it was uh, Sesame Street characters. And then it was um and then it was celebrities. And then by the time I was freaking 16 i had i had at least 75 of them bitches down you know what i mean and then i just kept <laughs> uh-huh. i kept going and now and now look what i got i got over 200 i got voices i i do i do so many i forget voices that i do you can do 200 different voices over 200 i'm not lying that's fucking wild yeah i must really not like myself jesus <laughs> <laughs> Grew up a lot of, there was a lot of self J. Farrell hate, Nicole Byer, <laughs> when I was growing up. I got to get out of here. I got to figure out who else I oh, am. Man. I'm 200 different people. <laughs> that's fucking, that's wild. 
What is your, this is, again, a question I'm sure you've gotten so many fucking times. Uh, Who's your favorite person to do? I don't even have a favorite person to do. Like, like when people ask me that, when when they ask me that question, I just use it as a gateway to do other characters that they probably haven't seen me do. You know what I mean? Mm. Before it was, they were like, who's your favorite? I would be like, oh, I guess, uh, I was like, I don't know, um, the Joker, and I just do that because you know they didn't see me do that because mm-hmm, they haven't seen you do it. Yeah. Or I'll do it now. They're like, "Who's your favorite?" I'm like, "Joaquin Phoenix is Joker. I love that one." Hello, Murray. <laughs> he said, "They just think we'll sit here that we won't werewolf." Like you know, like you know that like that. That's that's mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's what I use it for. You know, just to do voices that they haven't heard me do. Has anyone ever? Asked you while having sex to do a voice? Yeah, I got I got Richard Pryor one time. That shit was crazy. The shit was older. Like, did you? I did it. I said, "Shit, man, I'm tearing this motherfucking. I'm tearing this culture the fuck up. Shit, goddamn, man, this shit. Shit, it's hot, it's warm, it's soft and shit. It's like putting your wiener." And a warm donut. <laughs> like, just shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she liked it, though. She was like, oh, 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 Richard. I was like, all right. The last time I'll be picking from the church uh, church uh, after parties. <laughs> that is such a specific kink. That is so funny that she was like, I get off on Richard Pryor, and the ultimate would be someone doing an impression of Richard Pryor inside of me, and then fucked you and was like this is that woman's never gonna come again no. like it's just never gonna happen for her you did it that's she it she hasn't she sent me the spreadsheet um <laughs> she hasn't there's been a lot of people they've tried they, they've tried but you know some some half the some other half-ass impression that she had it didn't work you know what i'm saying it oh god <laughs> didn't work out didn't she work was out like, i gotta go get the real thing you know, i need i need Shay Man, that is fucking funny that's real I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even being serious about that. I. I. I remember that one. I. I do remember that. One. I love that. Can you do Gilbert Godfrey as Iago? Is that annoying? That I. I'm. I'm. I'm being annoying. Here we go. I'm bolting, Jafar. I'm bolting. If masturbation was on a was a crime, I'd be on death row. <sighs> like you know what I mean? Before what I did, uh, puberty. It was it was this you know it was great before puberty. Do you just do voice? I I I would be so immensely entertained by myself. Do you just like sit at home and just do voices sometimes? Absolutely, but that but that's but that's training. You know what I mean? But also, I'm in here not only doing voices, but I'm also in here going over jokes, talking to myself, laughing. Ooh, I think that's funny. I got no damn audience. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do the same thing. You just like I think. Do you have it? Does it hit you sometimes when you have a joke and you're like, it hits you in the pit, and you're like, ooh, I think this is really funny, and like nine out of ten when you say it on stage, it will have the same effect. Like it will work. Yeah. Like you just know it in your gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I sometimes will think of a joke and be like, I think that's really fucking funny. And then kind of hold on to it and then do a show, be backstage and be like, is this idea funny? And then whoever's backstage will be like, yeah. And then I'll go on stage and say it. And then the audience will laugh. And I'm like, okay, I was right. All right. Let me just sit down and try to like beat it out. See if I can make it longer or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, shout out, shout out to you. A uh, uh, very good uh, Netflix special, Madame. I was Thank pleasantly so surprised much. and happy to see Thank you up there. You. Uh-huh. 
thank you so much. Hey, I pay attention. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm excited to see you in the blackening. I've seen trailers. I've seen yeah. little bits and pieces. And the cast is so fucking funny. And Yo. I think you're so funny. So I'm very excited to see it. Thank you. I think that this movie is going to... Um, this movie is going to push push the needle because uh, everybody is going to go out and see it. Like, you know, they're, they're calling it the best uh, post-horror comedy film since Get Out. That's great. Like, that's what the... And, I mean, it's a great concept. It's a great concept, yo. It's like, yeah, it's a cast of black people. So what you mm -hmm. going to do now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who, who's who going to who die first? first? <laughs> <laughs> so it's such a fun. It it was such a fun uh, character. I think Dwayne Perkins he did a good job too, man. And everybody Dwayne is so funny. Yeah, yeah, he's really really funny dude. And um, you know, he's making he's even making more strides in um in the industry right now. So it's it's crazy that he's making strides, and then now we're shut down. But I mean, mm -hmm. when I guess when everything gets settled and business uh, deals uh, uh go through, and you know uh the workers can. We, we do get what we're fighting for, which is, I think it's just residuals. That's just one of the things that we want is residuals yeah. for these streaming platforms that are only paying flat rates. I think when, when the world opens back up, he's going to do even more damage, you know? And uh, I play I to think do, so too. I play he's to do so more talented. damage too. Motherfuckers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Me too. I want to do damage as well. Do some damage, yeah. Um, How did you get into acting? Um, well, that started that that's the first bug that kind of bit me when I was eight years old. You know, we were doing this play at my school called Mice and Mozart. Um, and I remember mm -hmm. the, the the gentleman who ended up playing the gentleman, the kid who ended up playing Mozart. <laughs> like a gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, it was yeah. The esteemed twelve year old gentleman. No, hey, but hey, I'm I'm telling you, the way this dude talked, like it was he was already destined for greatness. He ended up we ended up becoming best friends like years after that. Um, and then he moved away. Uh, you know, it was really, that really hurt. Cause you know, it was only the, he was like one of the few friends that I had, but, mm -hmm. but I, when I saw, when I saw him playing Mozart, um, I said, I want to do this. Cause I was just in the chorus. I was like a, I was just a, a mouse with a big butt. I remember that. I said, I saw my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was, this, I was this mouse. We had on these, uh, these, these, these black, sweat pack um sweat suits on and little um uh tails safety pin tails and then we had the the mouse ears and we were singing mm -hmm. and then he was up there doing his thing and i was like yo i want to be that guy i don't, I don't like this shit i want to be him so <laughs> <laughs> so after that um i went out for uh uh pocahontas in ninth grade and i remember i'll never mm -hmm. i will never forget this nicole because when i did that play I did not learn all of the power tan lines. Like I, I had a problem mm. with with learning lines. And I remember my teacher, Mr. Sammons, he knew that, and he still put me up there in front of the people. We did uh we did a show for the parents, and I was the one I did the show for the parents as power tan. I stayed in character, but I didn't know my lines. So there was kids behind me whispering. They were in the back, whisk feeding me my lines. And I was like, oh, and, and we will not, we will not club you today, John Smith. We will not club you today, John Smith. Like, <laughs> they sat back there and they got me through that. But 
here's what it, but the reason I'm telling you this, because there's another mm -hmm. story attached to this, all right? So after that, I vowed I would always know my lines like the back of my hand. I will always do that. And I mm -hmm. continue, I continue to do the theater and the acting thing. And I got better. I got better. And I and I started, uh, uh, I did Haral Players, which was a, um, a theater troupe in Norfolk, Virginia. It was a lot of people came out of there. Grant Gustin came out of there. Uh, Emmy Emmy Weiler, I think that's her name. She's mm -hmm. she, like, there's so many of us that came from that area. And I kept doing school plays. And I remember my my 11th grade year, the league dropped out. I'm not going to give I'm not going to say his name because he would take this clip and put it on his page because he's a fame hoe. But <laughs> he dropped out of the play two weeks before um, before opening night. And my, my, my drama teacher, shout out to Miss Shuler. I love her to death. She's retired now. But she said, can you do it? And I said, yeah, I had two weeks. I got every line, and that year I won Best Actor and all of that. And opening night, opening night of that play, Mr. Sammons was there. He was sitting in the audience, and after I, after I went out to the lobby and was signing autographs, he came up to me. He's five-foot man, because now I'm about, I'm about six foot. And, you know, he's, little, he's a little short dude. And he was like, I always knew you had it. I just wanted to bring it out. I said, wow, oh. it was such a good story. I was like, man, you, I wanted to kill you back then, but I love you now, man. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking lucky. I feel like a lot of people don't have teachers in their corner who believe in them Yeah, because it's like, sure. It might've seemed like a setup at the time to be like, oh, you don't know his lines. I'm gonna send him out anyway. But it's like, you learned, Yeah, you learned, you got to learn your lines and then you learn your lines and then look at you now. And even to, even to think back when, when he was doing like story time and he would read in different characters' voices and how enamored I was in that, watching him do that. And that's when I started, I started doing that. Like, you know, you would give, so they would give me, that the kids would love for me to read because I would always switch up the characters and have different voices. And like, I'm seventh grade, my teacher, Miss Horniman, God rest her soul, cause she was like 70. So, and that was that night, 1999, 2000, that was 99, 2000 years. So, she probably ain't here now. If she is, she probably gone to the lower. She probably went to the upper room. If not, she she's in a nurse's home with bed sores or some shit. I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> this is this is how raw my comedy is now. <laughs> she would. I, I played Scrooge and the kids. Even though that was the hardest, that was the most arduous year for me as far as mm -hmm. fitting in with kids because. I was uh, I moved school districts. Um, I moved school districts in seventh grade, but I moved to three different schools in three years. It was like sixth grade was a different school, seventh grade was a different, eighth Damn. grade was a different one. Yeah, you know when I when I arrived at the school, they were like, "Why are you talking like that?" I'm like, "We're talking like what?" Like you know, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking like a thespian. How do you all speak? How are you supposed to say that? <laughs> You're supposed to articulate. And, and so, so seventh grade year, trying to fit in. I was getting joked and all that. I was big, big boy, whatever. But that year, as far as laughter, it was my funniest year. And just me diving into that character tree and people really liking it. That's when that it started. Mm -hmm. It really started that year. Yeah. Real quick, we have to take another break. Ooh, do, 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 Jay. 
So you started doing stand-up when you were 15 years old. Yep. So were your parents bringing you to clubs or were you just going to clubs by yourself? At first, like my first performances in front of people, my parents weren't even involved. You know, uh, like auditorium, being at school, going up in an auditorium, making people laugh like that, performing, performing in the back, <laughs> in the back of my church. And like this, uh, we had like this living room type setting and all the kids would be in there and I'd be up. I'd be up joking around, talking. But my father put me in a competition when I was 16 years old. Uh, that was the Virginia Idol Talent Search. And out of that, um, I got, uh, what was it, fifth place out of like 300 people. It was really good. You know, mm -hmm. uh, there was four singers ahead of me. I don't give a damn what you say. Uh, a joke ain't going to beat, uh, a joke ain't going to beat a note. That's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I know, yeah. I know Chicago. I, th I think you're right. Chicago tries to put it together. Jokes and notes. It's like, yeah, but yo, you got to know that. Like, yo, set. Like, mm. I'm not I'm not going I'm not going against Patty LaBelle when you're there to see Patty LaBelle. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You want to see somebody kick their shoes off. My toes are not favorably and aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I mean, let, let me stop joking. OK, they're gorgeous when I'm when I pedic <laughs> when I pedicure them. But when you're when, I pedicure, when you're taking them. care of them, bitches. Uh huh. When, when it's a, when we on a rough little run, when we just we just on the road there. And we, we mm -hmm. need we need a spa day like they look yeah. you take off the shoe <laughs> <laughs> you might Jason might come out my shoe. You don't even know who you're going to see. <laughs> but damn. OK, back to what back to what we were saying, though, back to what we were saying. And then um, at 17, I was going to clubs like Thorough, Thorough Good Comedy Club in Virginia Beach, a Bayside Inn Comedy Club. Um, the funny bone didn't let me in until I was 18 years old. They, they were strict on that. They were like, well, you can't come in here until mm -hmm. you're 18. So I just kept uh, performing uh, around. My parents would, would drive me around. And when I was 18, um, I started going to the funny bone by myself. And I remember my father uh, coming to one of my shows when I was 17, before I went to the funny bone. And you know how they do these competitions sometimes. They're based off of crowd reaction. So I had all of my family in the building. You know, they came to support, you know, so when we they were doing voting, they were like, yo, make some noise if you want this person to win. Uh, make some mm -hmm. noise if you want Jay to win. <laughs> so it was all me. And I remember my father saying some shit. He was like, yeah, you better be glad we come to your shows. I was just like, <laughs> I said, so what you saying? We trying to say, which saying I'm not funny. Yeah, he was just saying, you better be glad we come to your shows for support. You know, that's how you winning. I told him, I said, all right, well, don't come to my shows anymore. No come. And I started going to the funny bone and working on my shit and hardcore laughs, working. Those are the those are the N-word nights, you feel me? Those are the mm -hmm. those are the nights where, you know, it's tough. Like people, you can get booed off stage. Yes. I never got yeah. booed off stage. I always went up there and always, always performed and they always liked me. And I was so young. I was young. I was the baby. And I remember doing this Cameron and Dipset bit that killed. It was just me. <laughs> Talking about how they nursery rhyme and and just I did hump the dump the satin all these different rhymes I did it to the get them girls beat and that joint would get mm -hmm. standing ovations and I I was like all right I, I invited my dad back to the club it had to be six months after I started working there and he looked and he was like oh oh okay well they're, they're clapping for you they're laughing I was like yeah man I did I didn't need you man. <laughs> I can do this shit on my own. I don't need you. Yeah, I don't you. need. I don't need you. 
I don't need you to be the gatekeeper or the judge. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I'll accept it. Yeah, it's so it's so funny to me now because my I I really do I, I really do seek seek my pops approval for shit, and I've gotten that mm-hmm. as far as stand up goes. He came over to uh he came over uh, he toured with me in uh, Australia, and he saw the show I did at the Opera House. He said I have never in my life seen you that good it was like you were just it was just you were on a different level and i was just like that's what i've been doing on these roads for years now you know what <laughs> I mean? but it's so it's so funny because he's the fun like he's the funniest person my dad is just he's just freaking hilarious but to watch him go from the macho dude to now complaining about my mother not allowing him to wear certain shit I'm like, <laughs> you, just, you just. How long have they been married? Forty, going on forty-two years this year. Woo, damn. Yeah, yeah, they've been together a while. So, yo, Galissa, seeing him go from, yeah, I, I like this shirt, but your mother don't like it. I'm like, this was my king. Now, <laughs> now you are just a pawn. You are a pawn for the box. That is all you are. <laughs> You look at you, look at you, really. You used to be the king of the castle. Now you are not the king of the castle. Now you are nothing but a dog in the house. You are a dog in the house and she runs everything and you do everything for the box. I don't have to listen to you anymore. You don't rule your own kingdom. Are you looking for a long-term relationship? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you want to be in one? I would love to be. I would, would, you know, (laughs) I'm a bit... I, I can't. Okay. I'm not, I'm learned. I, I'm, I am, I have a lot of wisdom dealing with um, mm-hmm. as many people as I have dealt with over the years. But I, you know, at my sixth person that I was in the bed with, I would have wanted to end it there. I didn't want to go further, but it just didn't work out like that. However, from the aspect of me being so sheltered, because I'm such a sheltered kid, I was such a sheltered kid. I didn't know anything, mm-hmm. you know? And my parents always were trying to, people were always trying to protect me and keep me away from everything. So I feel like I needed to to get out there and, and date as much as I got to get those life lessons that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I would have stayed with one person and gotten a situation with them and ended up getting uh, effed over, you know? So it's like now, mm-hmm. now it's, I, I know what to do. I know what not to do. I'm not going to say no to a movie just to hang out with, with, with a, cause I got something scheduled with a girl. I'm not going to do that. Um, bu- business always is the thing that has to come first and, you know, recreation and, and, and chilling is, is what comes secondary. And if the person doesn't understand that, well, they, they don't understand the business model of this household because the person that's paying most of the bills, if, if you marry me, I'm the one. So you want to make you want to make sure that you make it as easy as possible at home for me, so I can continue to think and 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 uh, innovate and and break through ceilings and roofs that people said that I wouldn't break through. You know, you have to. Mm-hmm. You gotta be. Everybody has to have the same alignment of vision. And I feel like. Over the years, I've just dealt with some uh, uh, excessively selfish people. You know, um, I'll say this, and I it don't don't even matter if they hear it or not. I don't know if they're going to watch this. They might watch it, whatever. But I had set up, this is the last relationship I thought that was going to be the one. 
person. Uh-huh. Um, I set it up for this person to meet Michelle Obama. And they said no. They were like, I could see if it was Will Smith. This is what this person said. Like this level, son. Like, yeah. Will Will Smith, okay. Michelle Obama, though, you know what I mean? So Yeah, that's that's wild. That's really wild. That, that, that uh, yeah. Putting the people aside, it's like if you gave somebody like a rose and they're like, but it's not a tiger lily. It's like, but I'm I'm just trying to do something nice. Right. Why do you have to say it's not X, Y, and Z? Right. Why can't you be happy that I'm just doing this nice thing for you? Right. Um, I think it's really interesting when performers are dating and looking for a partner because I'm the same way. I'm like, my career is very important to me. So... It's not a matter of me giving shit up. It's not a matter of me, like, making sure you're okay. It's like, are you okay with me going to work? Right. Are you okay with me having to learn lines at home? If all of these things are okay with you, then, like, we'll be okay. But if you're like, you don't pay enough attention to me, then it's like, then this isn't working. Right. Because I'm giving you the attention that I can give you. Right. Right. And it's, (laughs) and like you're saying, Career first, because those opportunities that you do get with those people like, yo, I could I could rec- I could recount a few instances I had like where I should have worked with Winona Ryder and done the movie where I should have done the movie where I had testicular cancer and I was driving around the country late uh, sleeping. Like, I think Sam Richardson got that one. I should have I should have done Bird Box like there was there was shit that I should have done. And I'm just like. I blew that because I was being a good guy. Back even before then, I should have went and met Eddie Murphy in 2011 at the Tower Heist premiere because that was my idol. But I I, I gave that up to be like, listen, I'm so loyal to you. I'm coming down and hanging out with you. Like, because at the end of the day, I'm not with that person, but that memory never happened. It never happened because I, I I chose to go another road. So you take all those opportunities, man, and, and whatever, wherever the person can fit in between those opportunities, they'll fit in between those opportunities. And if they don't understand that, well, fuck them. Yeah, that's not the that's not the person for you. Absolutely. Because nobody who actually loves you is going to hold you back from your dreams. Absolutely. Like, I would never think to, if somebody, if I was dating somebody and they're like, oh, I got to be gone for six months to dig up, I don't know, a fucking dinosaur. I'd be like, go do it. I'll try to come see you in those six months. But if I'm working, I'm working. And we can figure out how to connect another way. I just, I think sometimes people expect a performer to give up things in order to be in a relationship. And I think that's bullshit. That's bull. I think it's just like, what? No, we, you can have it all. Yep. You just got to be with somebody who's willing to be okay with some shit. Are you on apps? No, 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 no. I've never, the only app, I, it's not even an app. My space was was one and done. After that, no, I mean, Instagram, but <laughs> that's just sliding the DM. <laughs> Swan time bomb. <laughs> but none of that shit. Tinder, none of that shit. What is it? Tinder, uh, uh, the, what is it? But what, what else is out there? Tinder, Bumble, Raya, OkCupid. Okay, field uh there's so many i've had some people i've had somebody catfish about the catfish somebody used saying that they were me on tinder i've had that happen 
Oh damn! Like it was. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I was. It, it. I'll never forget it too because it was a live show day, and the person hit me up was like, "Hey, I can't wait to go out with you tonight in Buffalo." I said, "Fuck you, talking about Buffalo?" It's like, first of all, first of all, not a knock on Buffalo, but I hate Buffalo. <laughs> not a knock on them, but I do, I don't. It's just you know they're just okay. Not that I hate it. It's just that the the. Oh, I'm not a fan of Buffalo not a fan. either. I've I've done shows and. The audiences are interesting. They're, they're weird. They're weird. Uh-huh. They're like, uh-huh. and, it's, and it's, almost, it's almost like the hills have eyes type of weird. A little bit. A little bit. It's like the cool, everybody who's normal, who doesn't have deformities is in the city. Ooh. And then everybody else, and everybody else who's like, they're upstate. They're all upstate. And you just like, yo. Y'all are the weirdest motherfuckers I have ever Very, been very around. weird. My shows had the weirdest fucking vibes. I was like, do you people like comedy? Do you do you like me? Yes. Do, did you do any research before you got here? And this was a couple of years ago where I was like, I have an audience. I just don't think it's here. So. It was so fucked up. So cut to her saying, oh, I can't wait to see. You're not on. You're not on Tinder. There's this there's this guy that says Jay Farrow and he's from New York and it's Buffalo and he was supposed to go out. I said, baby, I don't know who that is, but don't go. I'll be like, who and what would it what was this guy gonna do when he when she showed up? What was he gonna do? Yeah, what was he gonna do? Be like, oopsies, I guess we you got confused. Did he have a Jay Farrow silicone mask or some shit he was gonna put <laughs> on his face? Like I like I, I just don't it's so scary now. Because even if you look at AI technology and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. you do you really don't know what's real, what's being broadcasted to you anymore. You have no clue. It's that it's that same saying that Denzel Washington had. He said, um, he says, if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. If you watch the news, you're misinformed. I he's not wrong. That's true. Because our news is very skewed in a way where certain networks are, you know, telling certain people certain things. And it's just like nobody's just telling you what's going on. It's all it all has a point of view. And it's all it's all propped up. And, and even you think about people being a, being killed. And, and like I, I don't like you. I don't know how I don't know how much you follow the Bible. I don't know how much you read Revelation. However, however, Nicole, however, mm-hmm. there are some references some direct parallels that are happening that are kind of heading toward the things that are coming in there. Like when they talk about Lord, hey, look, they talk, they look, they talked about the beast taking a mortal wound and then coming back to life. Now you see on television, they got all these deep fakes and face swaps that they're doing for people. What is to say that they can't take somebody who has a similar skin tone, sit them down on national television, blow their brains out. That person is dead. You think the person is dead because you're like, oh, that's that guy. And then three days later, they show him again. Oh, he came back. And it's it's because the dude never got shot. You all are just being you all are just being uh, baited by fake shit. It's scary as hell. That's why me and Rosie are going to live out this shit together. (laughs) (laughs) God, now I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, my God. Is that how life is going to be? I don't know. All that shit is so scary. I don't like AI. Uh, Those deep fakes fucking freak me out because you can just change shit to fit whatever narrative you want. Yep. 
uh, I don't like the thought of AI writing scripts. And I'm like, why do we need AI? I don't. What movie have we seen where AI is nice in the end? Right. And we're like, <laughs> AI doesn't fucking take over and murder all of us. It's not like the plot has happened before, right? Like this is the <laughs> like I Robot Terminator Matrix like 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 uh 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 even all of it all of it ends badly. Is UFOs flying in the in the air right yo? There's a, yo, there's so much shit happening right now, yo. It's shit and it's too much. What do you believe? That's the question. What do you believe? What is there to believe? That's what it is. So anyway, you know, we do have to end, but. Wow, we're ending on a real deep thinking note uh, to lighten the mood. Jay, do you have any advice on how to get a boyfriend for me? <laughs> I think you should just, uh, do I have any advice shit? Just keep, I say keep being you and the right person, the right person is going to love that shit and they're going to come into your life and you'll know that they're the right person because they'll quote all of your jokes and they'll dick. You can you'll be able to see the dick in the pants already hard because Oof. they're already thinking about Oof. they're already thinking about entering the queen that is Nicole Byer. I love that. I think I think oh, that some gray sweatpants and a big old dick print. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much for being here. Oh wait, I asked all my guests this: Would you date me? Uh yeah yeah we could yeah we could go out chill out yeah why not. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, I have, uh, well, The Blackening. That's definitely mm -hmm. um, in theaters now. Check that out because <laughs> it's June. Check that out. <laughs> also, um, Spinning Gold is on DVD. That's the Casablanca Buddha Records biopic, another movie I did. Um, that's that's coming. That's out. So you can check that out. Jeremy Jordan, Wiz Khalifa, uh, Lettucey, uh, me. Uh, uh, Jason Derulo. Uh, there's a there's a lot of Lindsay Fonseca. There's a lot of uh, heavy hitters in that. Um, so check that out. Also, uh, if this writer strike uh, ever ends, um, Family Guy. Uh, I'm on there, but you can check reruns out by now. Um, mm -hmm. And what else is happening? I am gearing up. I am actually gonna be shooting my special in August. Yo, congrats! When I tell you, Nicole, Nicole. When I tell you the world is about to forget about everything that they have seen before, they are about to forget about everything they seen before. This special is special. It's poignant. It is um it's heartfelt. It's personal. It's real. It's uh it, it's uh it's lucid. And um also it's I mean, it's just it, the energy is just so crazy. So I can't wait. I've been working on this for a minute. And uh, wow, I just I just look out and I see this big, big, big dude delivering my factor meals. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> just came there, just dropped them off. I have no more room in my in my refrigerator for any more of these shits. Like I, I go on the road half the week and then they just they just stack they the just hell up. Stack up. So we we gonna have a factor party. Where are you shooting the special? I'm shooting it in I'm shooting it in Chicago at the Den. So yeah, that's okay. gonna be that's gonna be. Fuck it. And are tickets on sale yet? Tickets. Yeah. Tickets are on sale now because it's June. Tickets are on sale now. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you can check. And I hope maybe you can make it down because I'm telling you, yo, this shit is this shit is so I'm so proud. I've been working my ass off, yo. I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. I think you're so funny. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're going to feel the real mother lover come out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. It's about to be wops all over the United States of America and the, and, and, and the world. And uh, some pl- <laughs> and a huge part of Romania. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. I don't know why I said that. I just. But the first I part. I don't know. The first part. The first I like part. it. We're going to Romania. We're going to Romania. Jay, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having um, me. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you could like, you could rate, you could subscribe. If you write me something nasty hitting on me, I'm running low on these. <laughs> um, I've requested that they be short. They could be long. It doesn't matter. Uh, but you can write them to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com. Don't send dick pics because Mars does not want to see that. That's my producer. So this nice person said, I walk across the room to you in the classiest of lounges while you sip a fancy cocktail and I whisper in your ear, I will tie you up lube you down and trib you out of your mind then i'll walk away so you can chase me i don't know what trib means mars Um, do you trib is a term we learned in ashley gavin's episode it's like scissoring when you're rubbing two clits together oh yes 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 i remember jay's into it i I mean i like i like that as long as it ain't pegging we good as long as it ain't no pegging i just y'all quit that shit no pegging for jay bye bye that's it for why won't you date me with me nicole byer why won't you date me is produced and engineered by Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. (laughs) This has been a Team Coco production.